0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Utah Film Pod. My name is Josh Terry, and I will be your host. And as always, I am accompanied by Mister
1: Mark Larocco, Senior. Uh, yeah. There's no Junior, is there? There is. You didn't junior. name any of your kids, Mark Junior, did you? I didn't. Although the, my oldest son, the middle name is Mark.
0: And your dad's name isn't Mark.
1: That's right. My dad. So... My dad's uh, first name is Richard, which is my middle name. So that's our family tradition. Okay. That we do. Okay. So,
0: but uh, but but it's so 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 technically, would that make you senior, or
1: do, are you only a senior if there's a junior? You wonder about that. I kind of think it doesn't make sense to say a senior if there's no junior, because it's kind of like saying the first, like Richard the right. first or something. You right. know, you, you wouldn't need to say it. It's just it's redundant and unnecessary.
0: Which is just offensive. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe I should start calling you Esquire then.
1: Yeah, some people do. Um, I actually, <laughs> I, I really prefer you to say Dr. Larocco. Oh, okay. Because Dr. Because I have a doctorate, I have a jurist doctorate. And so it's kind of like Dr. Jill Biden. You know, like I'm a doctor. So please address me as Dr. Larocco Esquire from now on. That's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. I'll we'll just leave that there. I think uh, lots to choose from, lots of titles to choose from. <laughs> yep. That's good. That's good. How are things? Doing well. Good. Well. Yep. It's not like I haven't seen you within the last 24 hours. I know. Yeah, we got to see a movie yesterday. <laughs> we did. We did. That's a uh, that's the big news. That's the big subject today. We mm-hmm. got uh we went to a movie and it's a pretty big movie. At least, I don't know. I mean, I would say I don't know. I'm trying to think. Do you, can you Can you think of a movie right now that is bigger in anticipation as we go into the holidays? than this one that we're about to talk about, which I
1: have not named yet? Um, I am not sure. In anticipation, I mean, for me, it's yeah. it's the bigger one would be The Fablements, but I think that for yeah. the general yeah, public, it's either going to be this this or Avatar. And it's funny, because of the way that the Avatar, the way that the first Avatar movie just swept the box office, you know, took the box office by storm, you would think that that and, and it's been 13 years. You'd think this would be maybe a big, long-awaited sequel. And but because of well, how Marvel takes over everything, you know, this one is probably it. Really. It, well, what's funny is I thought that this current. movie.
0: Yeah. Well, the I I thought what was interesting, and of course we'll talk about this more. We're doing all this suspense. It's Wakanda forever. Yeah. I don't know why I'm holding back. <laughs> yeah. No. Just need. just trying to make things interesting. <laughs> You know, just kinda of keep everybody on their on their toes. You don't know what's coming. You don't yeah. know when it's coming. Especially the people um, who
1: don't read the title of the episode.
0: Oh. <laughs> well see I don't know I now I, that's the title of, of our meeting. Ah. Uh, I don't know what I haven't I haven't titled the episode yet. Of course okay. by the time people hear this it'll have a title and maybe just out of spite <laughs> it'll be a- I will title it like Utah Film Pod Not the Fablemans. <laughs> yeah. But what I was gonna say is that I think you could make the argument that Wakanda Forever is stepping on the toes of Avatar, which I did not expect.
1: hmm I know.
0: Yeah. Did they yeah. did they do that on purpose? I don't know. I, I'm interested though. I think that I think that, that is something worth. I didn't. I just thought of considering, that. worth thinking about, worth pondering. Yeah. And maybe later, worth reflecting on.
1: I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, there's more similarities than I oh, thought yeah. between a lot. the Navi and the, um, what are those creatures called? The Aquacondins. <laughs> is that what you're calling them? <laughs> the aquacondans. As of now. <laughs> All
0: right, we should, we should set this up. We should set this up. Okay, so Wakanda Forever is the sequel to Black Panther, which everybody knows. What you may not know is that... Well, how do I put this? Well, okay. So the movie that we see, and I'm guessing that this is different from the movie that was intended, and we'll talk about it that. Is. We we actually taught, kind of touched on that last night when we were talking after the movie, and I think this is kind of a big deal. The movie that you're going to see in the theater opens with the death of the, you know, Chad Bozeman, Black Panther, um, which is very, very subtle, very off screen, like, You know, it's, it's very, you're pretty much just seeing it through the eyes of his younger sister. Mm -hmm. And, and that sets the tone and, and kind of makes the connection with the real world that we've all been, you know, kind of anticipating because the character died in real life, the, you know, the actor who played the character. And so, so the connection is made there. and, And so Wakanda forever is going to be about the aftermath of, of his passing and, uh, perhaps the passing of the torch. Um, And so his sister, uh, T'Challa, the character, his sister, and I'm forgetting her name, and I'm looking up her name, and it is Shuri.
1: Shuri, yes.
0: Yeah, Shuri, who is awesome, I have to say. I I really, really thought she was a lot of fun in the first Black Panther, and I thought she was a lot of fun in the... Because she was... Was she in both... Uh, Infinity War and Endgame, or was it just one or the other? I'm, I know for sure she was in Infinity War, but anyway, she's great. I really mm-hmm. enjoy her, and and so now the the franchise, the movie, has kind of shifted its focus onto her, um, and and also the mother, uh, Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. uh, plays the the queen, who kind of takes over since you know T'Challa has passed, um, and so. At first it's just kind of about, all right, well, what's gonna happen now? How are we gonna move on? But in the midst of this, there is a new enemy. And it all has to do with the what vibranium, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. what this stuff's called? Yeah. So so Wakanda up until now has been like the sole caretaker of the vibranium. Is it a metal? Is it an element? I mean it's it's from a like a meteor, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. the idea? I'm I am not as well versed in this as a lot of other people are, but what I, what I'm getting is that all of the vibranium is in the concealed kingdom of Wakanda. We thought, mm-hmm. but it turns out that there's some more. There's some. There's a deposit in the ocean, and it is guarded by these aquatic people who look a lot like a cross between the people from the Aquaman movie and the Navi from
1: mm-hmm. Avatar. Yeah,
0: right and And they are not happy when some people find their deposit, and so they want to wage war on the surface people, which also sounds a lot like Aquaman
1: mm-hmm.
0: I might say. <laughs> so yeah, and so I don't know. I can't remember what they're actually called. I mean, I kind of jokingly call them the aquacondons, right? because yeah they're, they're under underwater, and they they kind of have their own separate kingdom and it turns out i don't know if we should say where they originally come from maybe that's something you can kind of watch the movie yeah because they'll tell you kind of like their origin story but anyway uh there's a lot of conflict about whether to because i mean this is this is something that was kind of playing in earlier films was the idea of wakanda is kind of isolated and they aren't really sharing their technology but they kind of have reason not to because they don't really trust what the rest of the world is going to do with it mm-hmm. and this becomes doubly problematic when you have this additional resource outside of Wakanda that's guarded by this other people and they have a very very you know violent reaction to somebody trying to get a hold of it long story short there's a new bad guy and he is where is he at look at an IMDB what am I finding where to Na- he
1: go Namor uh, is it Namor uh, Neymar.
0: I'm trying to find
1: him. Ucluzan. Oh, Tenoch Huerta.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. and so so he's kind of the leader of the you know the Aqua people, and he's he's kind of one of these kind of I don't know. I'm trying to think of the relationship, but but he and Shuri kind of have one of these are they going to be allies or are they going to be mortal enemies things mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the kind of the question the conflict the tension of the movie um and along the way shuri kind of has to decide who she's going to be is she going to follow in her brother's footsteps is she going to do things a different way her own way and and she's having also kind of a crisis of faith because she you know she's the one who's really kind of big into science and so i think she's you know there there are scenes where where she kind of questions um you know cuz i remember the first movie there was there was quite a bit about uh T'challa communicating with his ancestors like his dad because his dad had passed in the civil war movie and so so he has a very spiritual side and and the and the you know their their country and their community has a big very very spiritual you know tradition and culture but shuri's you know a little bit more seems to be kind of wavering on that and so that's another subplot of the movie is you know is she going to you know, kind of embrace more of a spiritual side, or or is she going to be more skeptical? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, this all leads to you know resolution of the conflict, which we won't spoil. Um, so I'll just I'll just give my take on this, a, a, a quick take, and then I'll toss it over to you because you know, we both see, saw this last night and and it's still pretty fresh in the memory. Um, I would I would definitely rate this movie in the better category of the post-Endgame Marvel movies. Um, I don't know, I mean, I I didn't leave the theater thinking, oh, I can't wait to go see that again multiple times or add that to my collection or anything. And it kind of felt like, in some ways it felt like it was experimenting with some themes and questions that I thought were really interesting and then kind of evolved into just a regular comic book showdown
1: mm-hmm.
0: that still had some good parts. Like it was, like I said, it's definitely better than the mean, you know, it's, it's better than the average.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it also wasn't a lot of fun,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, I really enjoyed, and I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, they, they brought back a lot of the familiar characters and I was especially glad to see, uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character uh nakia Mm -hmm. um she's cool and she's just she's just a great actress i kind of like seeing her and everything that she does um but uh but yeah i don't know like so there so there were there were pieces that i liked and there were themes that i liked and there were little subplots that i liked the sum total was just kind of yeah that's good but i don't know i kind of i kind of feel like that pre endgame marvel magic is just kind of missing in general Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if it's just my own fatigue that I've talked about before, or lack of enthusiasm or what, but I think like I could kind of give this in like the three star out of four territory, but I can't excitedly say, "Oh, you got to rush off to see this in the theater in IMAX and it's just an awesome." I mean, it's it's visually really cool, mm-hmm. you know, and and compared to a lot of other movies, it's definitely something you would see in the theater, but. I don't know. Yeah. Am uh, I am I just am I just griping about Marvel again?
1: No, no, I I kind I feel the same way. I was I was thinking um was this movie for me? Is this movie really for me? Because I I think about how much I laughed at say Thor Love and Thunder and it was a completely yeah. different type of movie. I know they're both Marvel movies. Yeah. They're just so different. And then how we right. talked about Doctor Strange 2 was basically a horror movie and I can't even really say that like Love and Thunder is um like a better movie than this but like i would rather see that movie again you know what i mean like well i I it's
0: more fun
1: yeah it's definitely more fun and and this one is more emotional and there's some pretty powerful moments in it um yeah and and let me give you kind of just i'll 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 sort of take you on a journey through my experience so when the movie started i was loving it um i like how they just jumped right in to like That there's something serious going on with, with Black Panther and sisters, uh, her, you know, his sister Shuri is trying to figure it out and the queen comes in. And then, I mean, like you said, the death happens very early on and they treat it Mm -hmm. respectfully and almost reverentially because he is the king of this kingdom. And, and it's a, it's kind of a sudden illness that he had kept you know, kept secret. And it was, (laughs) it was interesting because I'm like, wow, how much of this are they just going to copy from his life? And then I thought, well, maybe that's the right way to do it. Like, we're not going to, we're going to, it's a fictional movie, but we're going to take some real elements from this horrible tragedy of this guy who kept his cancer a secret for years and died. And no one knew, I mean, you know, that he was, he was suffering. Um, You know, you, there, there there've been places where you can go and watch videos of where they're doing press tours and some of the other actors, like he'll, he'll be saying things and the way that certain other actors will look at him with like a concerned look on his face, you wonder like if they either know he's struggling or they even know what he's suffering from. Mm, because yeah. yeah, apparently it was really bad in the last, last weeks of his life or something. Um, uh, he died in August of 2020. So it wasn't even too long after, um, was Black Panther 2018? I can't remember, but it was like less than 2 years from the release, uh, yeah, that I think. yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, cuz he was in the yeah. uh, the Avenger the final um Right. Endgame. He stuff. was
0: he was in Endgame.
1: Yeah. And so Well,
0: and that's I mean that's something we were talking about too was that I I really get the feeling that this movie that I think I think that and I don't know, maybe I could do some research and confirm this cuz maybe somebody's actually said it, but my my presumption mm-hmm. is that The original plot of the sequel that was planned before Chadwick Boseman passed away was essentially this same story, the same conflict with the same, you know, like I said, these these aqua
1: Aqua creatures, these
0: aqua creatures. Yeah. But they revised it after he after he died to more or less put, you know, put Shuri in. What his role would have been, mm-hmm. and then kind of add in her own personal story arc as far as kind of taking the torch. Because, because honestly, I and, you know I I said this half jokingly, but like I think that's probably why this movie is two hours and forty minutes long. Exactly, it's very very long.
1: It's very long. It's too long. But I think yeah. that's probably why is they they kept that same storyline, but then they had to add her more elements to her character art because she really ends up being the star of the show. I mean, yeah, at first, you know, Angela Bassett has a lot of great lines and great scenes. Oh yeah. Episodes. And no, I like, was wow, her, her acting yeah. is so good in this. Um, right. She's got right. the African, this, they have this kind of general African accent, all the, all the Wakandans use that is really good. And, um, and then she's of course delivering these powerful speeches about protecting the kingdom and she doesn't want to lose anyone else. And, you know, yeah. and then there's a scene where she, uh, you know, like the, the, the main, the general, I can't remember her name, but the main general of the Wakandan army. And then, her daughter. oh, that's Shuri, the one
0: I was trying to remember. They, they uh, have, it's, yeah. Uh, Okoye, the, Okoye, it's, yeah. it's the actress who was in walking dead. Okay.
1: Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but yeah, they, they have to go out and it's just, it's so hard for her because she's already lost her, her son, the, the key. Yeah. And, um. So, yeah, she almost becomes the lead, uh, but really then ends up becoming Letitia Wright, and she's so great. And ha- have you seen any of the Small Axe movies from Steve McQueen?
0: No, uh, no. So he,
1: he's the director of 12 Years a Slave. I guess sort of like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, um, Lupita Nyong'o was in that. She won an Oscar in 12 right. Years a Slave. But he directed these series of five movies about kind of about racism in London, in, in England, in like the 60s that's kind of the general theme that ties them all together, but they're all different movies that are separate movies. It's not like a serial. It's sort of an anthology of different movies that he, he came out with. And they all came out in the same year, um, yeah. a couple of years ago. And one of them is really good. It's called Mangrove. And it's about this like West Indian restaurant that's harassed by the policeman there and ends up turning into this big trial, like national trial. And it's, it's just about how, how the West Indians that had migrated to England were, were basically treated pretty badly. And, and it, it's kind of, you know, it's a racism movie. Um, mm-hmm. And she is heavily, she's one of the main characters in that, Letitia Wright. And she okay. has a West Indian accent in that. And in this movie, huh. she has this you know Wakandan, fictional Wakandan accent. She's so good in that. Um, yeah. So I do like her as an actor. It's, it's, it's a little yeah. hard to buy her as a superhero because she looks like she weighs like 80 pounds. But yeah. you know what I mean? She, yeah, she can. She can do it. Um, but uh, yeah, so a couple other things I noticed. One thing I appreciate about the movie. Well, I'll start with some positives and we'll go to negatives. I liked <laughs> that. We're going to
0: go downhill, are we? Because
1: <laughs> um, I wonder if I even liked it as much as you. But one thing I did like about it is it did feel like you did not have to be well versed in everything Marvel all the tv shows all the movies like let's say you just watched black panther and then you watch this i I think you'd pick up with everything in it there wasn't a whole bunch of you know side characters and here's ant-man here here's you know iron man or whatever like it's it was pretty self-contained and it's also kind of nice that it wasn't like um i don't know so many of those marvel movies too are like Giant city, like huge cities, just getting destroyed or on the verge of getting destroyed, and this really a lot of it just takes place in. Well, I mean the the main the main fights are kind of ocean based or you know at, at Wakanda. Yeah, again it's but not one a wide thing, scope. Right, it's not a wide scope. But then one thing, and I think I remarked to you during the movie, like at one point it felt like a James Bond movie or Mission Impossible movie. Oh, because, <laughs> and and this is where I just started to get lost. So I I like the beginning of the movie, the first twenty 25 minutes, and especially the scene. I don't think you described the scene, but when you first meet these these blue creatures who are, you know that live underwater, but yeah. also fly and they they, they, attack, they attack this
0: underwater expedition. Yeah, they yeah. attack
1: this expedition in just some of the scariest ways you can imagine, and you hear this sound that you're you're like, is this part of the soundtrack? And then it turns out they're making it. And by the way, I liked the soundtrack. It was really weird yeah. and moody, yeah. and um, I want to listen to it again, but that was a cool scene. And so, I mean, it was like, all right, here we go. Let's, let's get going. And that, that's like the first 20, 25 minutes of the movie. And then it just gets overstuffed, too busy, too many. I mean, you are hopping all over the world and, and it would do like, it, it would show you where you were. I mean, at least it would orient yeah. you like, okay, now we're in Haiti. <laughs> now we're in America. Now we're in ancient, you know, Mayan. Uh, 500 years ago. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and it just did that so much. It almost became laughable. Like, all right, maybe this should have been a TV series. Like, I don't know what yeah. you guys wanted, but it just it, it did well, that a lot.
0: And we yeah. haven't even mentioned that you know there's there's a new. I don't know how permanent she's going to be, but they bring in like an an like this genius just, teenager. Yeah,
1: I was just going to bring her up.
0: Nineteen. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like teenage Iron Man. Exactly. Who's at MIT or someplace, and you know, and so she's got a subplot, and then they have you know Martin Freeman and Julia mm-hmm. Louis Dreyfus are are in this sub a subplot. Yeah. And it's it's just it, it is it's too much. It's a and little too
1: much because I it's, I don't feel like they were either they could have been used more in a way that made sense or maybe just not used at all. And sometimes I've noticed in sequels, especially the last five, ten years, sometimes they will keep characters in a sequel that were in the original that just don't really add anything to the second movie but it's like well they're part of a contract or they were promised to be in this or you know like yeah. and sometimes I see that and I'm like that just that just didn't need to be there. Right. Um, but you know on the other hand it's not like they kept everybody in this movie. Like you don't have mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya, you don't have obvious, obviously Black Panther, uh, Chad Bo- Chadwick Boseman, um, Killmonger is a little bit but not too much um, <laughs> and, and that, the other thing, I, now here are a couple of things I did like about it, I'm kind of jumping back again but I did like that it wasn't just, you, it really wants you to understand and maybe even sympathize with the motives of the villain the, the villainous people yeah, right. that, led by their villainous, their, their, their leader, their king, Namor uh-huh. who they call K- Kul, Kul Khan or something, some Mayan word and apparently, the actor learned Mayan for the role. Oh yeah, which I don't know if he I believe. He just gave that away he... the
0: origin of the bad guys.
1: <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I guess, but that's anyway, okay. That's um, okay. I don't know if that's I a, think, the, the. I don't kind think of spoiler... it's gonna
0: blow anybody's mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if that's. Um... Anyway, sorry, I made it might be a little too much of a spoiler, but. Um, but but yeah, no, it's there, okay. I I do like, and I won't spoil this, but it's not just like here's pure evil that must be destroyed at all costs. It's like, hey, kind of like Killmonger, like here, here's a villain that has a story that is maybe we should, you know, sympathize with a little bit and understand where yeah. they're coming from. And and of course, that's kind of the conflict you're talking about that Shuri goes through. But then she, she obviously also has to protect Wakanda. That's always number one, you know? I mean, the movie is called yeah. Wakanda Forever. And and um, Wakanda, the, the theme that keeps... A, recurring throughout this whole you know two movie arc is that you know our first loyalty is to our country It's to ourselves yeah. even though we have something that could help the whole world i mean in the wrong hands it could just destroy everything and we will will use it as we see fit and we'll obviously take care of people who need help especially when they come into our you know come into our country and stuff but like it's it's really about national loyalty Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think there, there are definitely a lot of elements I liked. I mean, uh, the emotional arc of it and, and like I said, some of the moving powerful speeches, they were, they were pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. could have been shorter, probably a couple fewer (laughs) characters. Um, but yeah, overall, I guess, I guess probably, yeah, it's probably a three-star movie. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I agree with you. Like, it's not one that I'm just excited to like revisit or learn yeah. more about, you know, dive deeper, whatever. Like. No,
0: I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, do I want to see this again? And my, my answer is, well, definitely not right away. Yeah, and definitely. <laughs> you know, and, not, and again, not, not to say that it was bad. It w- I think it was a good movie. I think we have to give credit for the things that were good. It does feel like it was good in parts more than it was good as a whole
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know um and and so i can i mean I think if you are a Marvel fan and if you are in if you are actively enjoying what Marvel is doing, I think you definitely should should see it mm-hmm. i mean it's it's got a lot of individual merits to it, but I think one of the things you know as I keep reflecting on this. Maybe part of it for me is that the post-Endgame movies have had some... They've been, you know, lowercase g good, right? They're still good movies for the most part. But I don't feel like anything is building towards anything. And I I have to be careful how I say this, because I know that one of the things I've complained about before is the idea that they act like they're trying to weave together this new oh the journey's just starting yeah. and it's just exhausting right but, but now at the you're same like
1: time, you're like where are we going like what is the pardon the pun but what well, is the end game of phase 4 no really right? it
0: doesn't even even in spite of those little scenes all of these movies so far feel very Disconnected, disjointed. Yeah, this, you know, where where all of the previous ones felt like they were all kind of pushing towards something together, even mm. if they were different characters and different focuses, you know, to varying varying degrees, of course. Yeah, and I think that kind of made it fun, and maybe it was because it was the first time, you know, we were kind of more excited about it. I just not having fun. Yeah, I'm not I'm not excited about it the way that I was with that first round, and so. I,
1: I wonder if it, we're aging out a little bit, right? Because like, 'cause they're still well, making money. These movies are still doing well. I mean, you look at the box office for twenty twenty two and Doctor Strange two and uh Thor, Love and Thunder, and I Bet You Wakanda Forever, I don't know yet, but those are like two of the yeah. top five. You know, like they're right right up there. So the movies are still raking up raking in well, the box.
0: But are they are they compared to the previous Marvel films?
1: Well, i or mean, is not con- just that. There's nothing not else compared to like right Endgame. I mean, that's like one of the top movies of all time. Well, sure, but, but yeah, they, they, they're doing. Some of them are doing better than the previous Marvel films. But I, I mean, a few like say Thor: The Dark yeah. World or something, but um, or Ant Man, you know. But they're, I don't know. I mean, Shang Chi last year did really well, and Black Widow not as much. But they're, you know, we're kind of getting out of the pandemic, and there's the streaming mm-hmm. problem. But like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder, I have that exact same question as you. Cause I think like it definitely, there was an excitement of building towards something, yeah. you know, like especially when even the first Avengers movie, that was just awesome. Like, wow, oh, they're yeah. all together on the same screen. They're all fighting together, you know? And yeah. and, and they had fun. done their there little was, introduction movies chemistry. and then they did this yeah. chemistry and it's a surprisingly funny movie. Um, you know, like guardians of the galaxy. I've talked about that. I, I think that's one of the oh, funniest, yeah. but, um, one of the positive things I can say about this, and I don't even know if you can use the word direction, but their, mm-hmm. their, their directive from, from on high, from Kevin Feige, I don't know how you pronounce it. Feige. 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 I keep screwing it up. Anyway, it's that they hire these sort of, not quite auteur directors, but these directors that definitely have a, a sensibility or they have a style that it might be different than anything Marvel has done. And they're like, go do what you do. You know Sam Raimi, Taika Waititi, Ryan Coogler, mm. who's done this. You know Black Panther. He's he's yeah. pretty amazing world building of, of Wakanda, probably of any well, world maybe... that's been built in in the Marvel. This is maybe one of the coolest, one of the best worlds you know that's been built in uh, all of Marvel. But but like it's um, but then you're right. Do they really go together that much? I mean, are they going <laughs> to sort of figure out some cheap way to tie it in later, or they're going to retcon something in another? Movie down the road, well, like Quantum Mania, you know. I think
0: that's right. Yeah, I, I saw. I did see the trailer for that one.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, I. I guess the question comes down to this: Is something different with Marvel that we're going to become? We're going to be able to see more clearly as time goes on, or as you say, is it that you and I are just kind of in the segment of the population that is either aging out or just burning out. Or yeah, one thing I would suggest is that, you know, I, 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 I can't speak for you, but I think you are in the same category. I'm not a comic book guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't have anything against them, but I'm just yeah. not, I'm not into them. And so I don't have this sense of anticipation with it. Oh, they're finally going to do this storyline, right? Oh, they're going to finally do this character. And the, you know, I yeah. know who's coming because I know these stories. I'm not part of that demographic. And so, I don't have that additional investment and and the movies that are coming out now feel more like just kind of take it or leave it type things whereas pre-endgame there was this fun you know there was this momentum that was building from movie to movie and we were kind of you know there was a sense of anticipation for like even even though I didn't know the stories it was very clearly leading somewhere mm-hmm. and and now they just don't seem to be as essential and and i don't know if that again if that has more to do with me and who i am in my personal taste you know maybe i'm just too old to be with the hip kids anymore <laughs> you know yeah. but or or is
1: it and i suspect this is part of it that
0: the the post end game movies just aren't they're just as not good. as good
1: yeah and maybe and maybe it's okay to and maybe Marvel is is they're they're saying look we don't care if all of these tie together we're just trying to make separate we're just trying to make yeah. movies that people will see that are interesting and this may be your mileage may vary you might like this kind of movie a little more mm-hmm. than this kind and that's fine but they' they don't have to like be in the same bucket you know even though yeah. it's still MCU and they're the ones that announce the phases it's not us like they come out with you know up through 2026 or whatever 2027 got um, right but yeah i maybe they maybe just they just don't you know and and some people aren't gonna are are out you know i it's funny I, I have a buddy who who watches a lot of movies i've seen a lot with him we've gone to sundance together and i talked to him this summer and i was amazed that he he had never seen a single marvel movie he just wow. never got on he's like bad they don't appeal to me like don't want to get on that bandwagon so to speak yeah um i could kind of see that you know like but i've just...
0: well it's kind of a point of pride for some people yeah i noticed you know yes. the same thing with star wars mm-hmm. you know i'll uh i'll see i, I you know at the, at the risk of being a little bit more personal like there are you know dating app profiles are mm-hmm. are always they're always good for some entertainment if they don't necessarily do what they're intended to do. Right. Um, But I, I notice all the time people will, will go out of their way to point out, you know, I've never seen a star Wars movie. I've never seen a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. And it's, it kind of feels like, I don't know. It it almost kind of feels like, yeah, I'm above that. I don't do that. It's kind of the same. Like if you ever come across somebody who, who said, who kind of seems to brag that, Oh, I don't own a TV.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
0: oh, watching television, that's so
1: Right. I would I would rather be That's beneath in me nature. Yeah. Watching the
0: sunset. <laughs> I I would rather be, you know, communing with the earth or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I get it. I mean I I don't know. Yeah. I've always I, kind I'm of felt like way, you can but... enjoy life a lot of different ways. You know, yeah, I don't spend right. all my time in front of my TV either, but uh Yeah. Yeah. I just I find that funny. So
1: one one final pe- people note: people need to repent and watch Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and <laughs> no. get over themselves. <laughs> no, watch what you want to watch. We'll just try to give you some suggestions. But one one final note <laughs> about so this: so diplomatic of you, Mark, is the, uh, the, the representation. So this movie has a lot of uh, extremely empowered black females in it, like black women. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's really like that. Is I, I I kind of noticed that because you just do not see that in movies especially in superhero movies this more than any movie i think i've ever seen that at least would be considered a superhero movie and -hmm. it's interesting because it only comes out uh, maybe two months after the woman king or maybe a month and a half which is the same way and it did well i mean especially opening weekend it kind of did fizzle out but it was the number one movie when it came out and that's a little bit of a surprise Mm -hmm. because it wasn't it wasn't an an established ip no one really knew what it was but it was interesting enough for uh, you know for it to make like 20 million, the opening weekend. So you have two movies in a row that are kind of like, you know, black women are front and center and and not in, you know, stereotypical roles either. So I thought that was interesting. Um, No,
0: that, that, that uh, was a very prevalent theme in that movie. Absolutely. And, and I wonder, you know, you, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you, you kind of think, well, originally this would have been centered on Chadwick Boseman's character mm-hmm. and so it wouldn't have had this same emphasis so yeah. that, so that other than the obvious which means that, you know that it would have had the original character and the original actor this is this is a really really different movie than than a it would have been otherwise, and and I think that that's, that's going to be, like you say, I think that's going to be one of the takeaways, is that as a result of everything that's happened, this movie has, has become something that really kind of champions African-American women, and yeah. like I said, I mean, so, some of them, wow, I mean, the... That scene you mentioned with Angela Bassett, when she's kind of chastising the the other ge- the general,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I, I welled just, up a little bit. Yeah, I was well, like getting like a little teary eyed. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's what's kind of interesting about it is that it's almost like the performance was too good for a comic book movie. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know? like yeah. like that was the kind of clip that I would have expected to see pitched as like an Oscar mm-hmm. nomination type thing. You know, um, and then. Then, like I say, I mean, I, I, yeah. I really like Lupita Nyong'o, you know, and the different things I've seen her in. And so I, I she didn't quite have that same, you know, Oscar nomination moment. But
1: yeah, but yeah she you was kind of underused in this, but it, it made sense within the story. Like it with sure. what happened with her. It was it, I think it was it was well done.
0: Um, right. but Yeah, she's right.
1: not in a whole lot, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's there's some great scenes in it. Like I said, I, I really liked the funeral scene, the opening scene, and there's an a no, couple end things I really liked uh, without spoiling. But you know, I thought it had a had a good ending. Well,
0: and I and um, I want to say that too. I, I want to make that clear is that I think one of the things that this movie does very well is it it acts as a really nice kind of
1: send off tribute to Chad yeah. Bozeman, and, yeah. and that you know. They, they—you know can tell to... they loved him. You can tell people that oh, talk about sure. him just love him because they could have also kind of ignored it, or it could have been like a little throwaway, you know, mm-hmm. like we have a new leader now, or, you know, and they could have just made up some story that it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. But they really like made it front and center, and I think I agree with you. I—I I bet you the original movie would have been a lot shorter, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I—I I, I, like I said, I—I I haven't actually looked up and
0: you know i don't know part of me feels like i'm not a very good journalist because i don't do this extensive preparation before the movies but uh-huh. at the same time i just don't want to know everything i don't yeah. want to go into these knowing every in and out about right. you know because i think i think that we need to have a certain understanding of context in order to review it properly mm-hmm. but there's also something about being able to experience a movie and oh. have it come at you yeah and oh, be love- kind
1: of I love that. Kind of that.
0: fresh and unexpected and yeah. so so I don't know. Like I I'm I don't see myself suddenly deciding, "Oh, you know what? I'm just going to start researching the crap out of every one of these movies so that I, you know." Yeah.
1: Because no, I think I I I will I know people. I'm not this way, but I know people who won't even watch trailers. Watch I try movie. to avoid it when I can. Yeah, see I I watched them made us
0: watch one last night. I don't know what that stupid Avatar sequel oh. that I'm not prejudging at all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, that one, that's the trailer that's been around for a while, but there's a new Avatar 2 trailer. Well, you probably don't want to see it, but it came out a few weeks ago. But anyway, I agree with you. I like to go in with a clean slate. I kind of have this idea of, like, I want to be as just know nothing as possible going into it. Being yeah. a movie guy, I do, it just, its I don't always do that. But, like, I don't read reviews. Deliberately, I, I'll try not to read reviews of a movie um, until I've seen it and, like, and reviewed it, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, afterward, I'll be like, oh, I, I missed that, or that's a good point I didn't think about. But mm-hmm. mostly I want to, I want to just go on with my own, what is my own experience of it? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. And how can I convey that? Right, right.
0: No, and that's, I think that's, I think that's a good approach, which is why I've taken that same approach. But yeah. uh, I don't know. So lots of, uh, I mean, that's, that's really kind of like the big, the big movie at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are, you know, we're uh, getting into November here, so we got some more stuff on the way that should be uh, interesting to cover and review. I know that the uh, now it's going to have a theatrical run, a brief one, but it's mostly going to be a Netflix release. Is the new uh, the sequel to Knives Out is on the way? Oh yeah. Uh, you, we've mentioned Fablemans that one's that one's coming down, and then uh, December will probably have some some holiday releases. But uh, I don't know. In the in the meantime, I do given given the you know the the topic how how we've discussed it on on the podcast previously um i felt compelled to check out blockbuster the Mm. the netflix series that uh i think is pretty much brand new within the last week or so it's it's only been the last week i've noticed it popping up on my up on my menu um and uh it's the plot is about a group of employees at what suddenly becomes the last blockbuster blockbuster video because like all the other franchises finally closed so they're the last one and they're going to fight to stay around and that's about all i can tell you because i only got five minutes into the first episode and i couldn't Mm -hmm. i couldn't watch anymore i it's weird and and this is this is something i i want to say we talked about this when when we did the interview with the the top hat people Mm -hmm. but like the nostalgia for Blockbuster feels well-intended, but off base because Blockbuster was never like the thing that was kind of fun about the local video rental place was that it was kind of a mom and pop thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's not Blockbuster. That's not what's going on with it. And so kind of the, the reverence for it, you know, I, I guess maybe I would like the show better if it hadn't been set at a blockbuster, but was just, you know, here's the lo- last video store on the block, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so it seems a little off that way. And plus, plus just, I don't know, the, the writing and pacing and it just, I don't know, I hated it. But you, you, can got, watch you got all that
1: from the first five minutes?
0: You can you can oh, right. watch the first five minutes. Well, because they, they're actually, you know, they actually make a point, one of the characters, at a uh, a very predictable moment jumps in and 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 comments on the irony of you know trying to because that you know basically they find out that everybody else is closed and they're on the verge of going out of business and so they're going to rally to have the, some you know they call it a block party and they're going to try to get new memberships and stuff and mm. i don't know and, and and there's this there's kind of like this dramatic speech to try to rally everybody. And this is this is kind of like the big setup, you know, at the beginning, like I said, in the first five minutes, because that's all I watched. <laughs> I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I, I don't know if, if it's just too close because, like, I'm still really bummed out about Top Hat. I don't yeah. know if it's but I don't think it's just that 'cause there was there was stuff that i just this kind of and i like the people involved the uh is it randall park is that the car- the actor's name yeah I think um so. he's he's been in some other marvel stuff he's he plays like the manager mm-hmm. i really like him um one of the other one of the the other act uh she was in what is the Oh. Oh, it is the show about the cops, and it's funny, and it's got Andy Samberg. Oh, in it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, so she's she's in that, and is she his
1: Jake or some other people? Friend? Yes. Oh, Melissa Bumero. Well, yes.
0: Okay. I believe it is her, and so I I like these individuals. I just yeah, almost right away I kind of felt like I don't want to keep watching this. Hmm. <laughs> this is annoying to me. So. Maybe since it's only five minutes, maybe you should watch the first five minutes and I, see what I you should. think. I may I can may report just back
1: watch the full, first the pilot just to and let me let me know and, if, if I'm.
0: Yeah. You you do it. You know what, what is, is a it powerful on? motivator? What streaming
1: service? It's a like? Netflix. It's Netflix.
0: Okay. Well, so what I did instead, and so so I'm going to be positive because I usually you know can be so so negative. I stopped watching Blockbuster. And I went back over. I went over to Amazon and rewatched the most recent Grand Tour special, uh, which is uh, a Scandi flick. I think is what it was called, but they're up in Scandinavia, and it's, you know it's Jeremy Clarkson and James May and, and Richard Hammond, and these are the guys who are on Top Gear for years and years. If, you, if you're not familiar with them, you need to get familiar with them. They are amazing. Um, and they've been doing these specials where they basically get three cars and they kind of go on these road trips and have these crazy adventures. And there are these three uh, kind of aging British uh, car journalists, and uh, they decided they want to have kind of a uh, competition to see who, ha- who made the greatest uh, rally-inspired sedan. And so you've got the, uh, the Subaru WRX, and you've got the, the Mitsubishi Evo, and then and the, Audi, the Audi Quattro. And they do some nutty, nutty stuff. There's, there was one, uh, one challenge early on where they are racing down this darkened tunnel to see like who can go the fastest before having to, you know, break to get at the end of the tunnel. And if you if you're familiar with these guys, definitely make sure you check out this special. If you are not familiar with them, I don't know that this is the first one I would watch, but they're they're good stuff. I think I think the the way I would sum it up as, as to kind of a pitch, is that you know that somebody is doing something right when they can make an enjoyable production about a topic or a subject that you're not interested in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I felt about the 30 for 30 documentaries, is that in almost every case, even if it was a sport or a subject that I wasn't really interested in, the documentary was interesting and it made it entertaining and engaging and the thing about the the kind of the top gear grand tour thing is that even if you're not into cars these guys are very entertaining
1: mm-hmm. and you don't
0: you don't have to be like some some gearhead that knows everything about you know every car from 40 years ago to enjoy and appreciate what they do because right. it's it's just that that well produced um and I'll leave it there
1: because I want to be, I want to say something positive. <laughs> so is this, is this a full series then again? Is it like a season or is it just one, ep- so, a one yeah, so episode? So, yeah, so it's a
0: one-off. Oh, so okay. what, what, what happened was, so they were just really, really quick version. So they were on Top Gear. The three of them were like co-hosts, co-hosts of this I, yeah. show. I've
1: seen, I've seen a few episodes of Top years Gear.
0: Years and years and years. Yeah. yeah. And then controversy happened. Uh, one of the hosts got fired. The other two decided to quit alongside and just kind of in solidarity. And they went over to Amazon. So, so Top Gear was on the BBC. Then they went over to Amazon, got their own contract for their own show, and that's called The Grand Tour. And they did kind of a similar format, just kind of like a week-to-week show um, for two or three seasons, three seasons, I believe. And then, you know, they're getting older. Like, they're all, they're all kind of like mid-50s to early-60s kind of range. Yeah, um, which is that much more enhanced because of their rough and tumble lifestyles, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so they they instead of do like the week to week thing, they have started doing just kind of individual specials. Okay, that uh, you know are a little bit more manageable and really kind of focus on the stuff that people enjoy the most anyway. The specials have all, have traditionally been the highlights of of their their
1: work, but um, okay.
0: so they're still still at it.
1: They're, they're good. Yeah. I remember Jeremy Clark. See the tall one with the deep yeah, deeper voice. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a no, good. He, it's funny. I, I, I think it is a pretty funny show. It's been years since I've seen it, but I think I did see it on Amazon. So I wonder if it was one of the later. later yeah. Seasons. It's,
0: well, it's one of those things that kind of bounces around, you know, yeah. because I mean, it was on Amazon and then you had, you could, then you had to buy like an extra membership to the motor trend channel on amazon in order to get access to top gear and then and then grand tour has always been just a net like a native amazon prime show mm. um so you might have to hunt around a little bit i mean a lot of times they do ju- we just show reruns on bbc america okay um i think that was kind of how i first started watching it but uh, anyway i won't uh, go any farther on that we've Uh, i've I've made i've made my point don't watch the blockbuster netflix series go over to amazon and watch the grand tour be happy embrace (laughs) Embrace what you like find
1: joy watch what you like yes but can i give you a a little teaser of something i'm going to be watching yes it is called weird the weird al yankovic story Oh, it's on Roku TV, and it has Daniel Radcliffe, who actually looks with the hair and the glasses and the mustache. He looks quite a bit like Weird Al, I think maybe a short, shorter version of him. And um, and then Doctor Demento, and again, you look at him; it's uh, it's Dwight Schrute. I mean, oh yeah, name Rain Wilson. Yeah, (laughs) I know him better as Dwight Schrute. Um, Okay, so so I've been
0: hearing about this.
1: Yeah, but so is it exclusively on roku i believe it is i don't even know if it's oh, in the man. theaters um I, because i want to see that yeah i i loved i was such a weird al geek like growing up i i got all of his tapes and then i started getting the <laughs> cds um
0: i also had a weird al tape Yeah. i had the even worse yeah was what I had on cassette. Which I think was, I had that. The tape.
1: parody. The parody of Michael Jackson. Bad. Yeah. 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 I think I had that one. Uh, the first CD I think was. It was probably the one that was the parody of the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind, where Weird Al Yankovic is right. swimming naked under a pool trying to get a donut. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of that. Oh, Off the Deep End. The it was sounds off so the awful. Deep end. Just
0: described that way. Well,
1: apparently the movie is. I, I don't even know what it's rated. I. I, um, it says not rated. And he, he says, Daniel Redcliffe even said, I've done, he says, I've done weird, I've done the weirdest things I've ever done in my career in this movie and started to talk about a couple of them. And so, and this is coming from the guy
0: who was in Swiss Army Man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Wow. Um, so it's supposed to be pretty weird. I don't know. Um, I, I've heard it's not a true like it's it's not just a straightforward telling of the story. I think okay. it's deliberately embellished. I if you've seen like UHF Weird Al's 1989 movie, I think there might be scenes that are just obviously. Well, I don't know. I, I'll see it and let you know. I would I, expect I nothing less. Feelings, yeah, I, I kind of. If it's too. gonna
0: do Weird Al justice, right? It needs it's, to do Weird Al justice. It needs to be weird. Yeah, and the name
1: yeah. of the movie is weird. So yeah, yeah, it's. I, I I'm gonna see it. Hopefully we get some of the good songs and uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Could be very nice. Interesting.
0: Now that that is that is leaving things on a note of hope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not a negative or a positive note, but just a weird note. It's deservingly there so. Go. Hey
0: With- that works. That <laughs> works. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you to everybody for uh for listening to us today. We really uh, always enjoy your support and if uh, you can translate that support into a, uh, a like or a, uh, a positive rating or a five star rating or whatever the uh, platform is offering you, please do so. Please follow us. Keep, uh, keep up support for the podcast and we'll keep trying to give you some good, some good recommendations, some good insights, some good analysis of movies like Wakanda Forever, the Blockbuster series, the Grand Tour specials, and uh, maybe in some future date, the Weird Al Yankovic documentary Weird. And until then...